Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, a food fan here with another exciting episode of the Asheville Food Fans Podcast, presented to you by WPBM 103.7 FM. On your radio dial, we are located here in the beautiful mountains of Western North Carolina in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, today's show is, consists of two segments I recorded with my friend Michael Molinari, one of them about a trip he took to Buffalo during which he ate some buffalo wings, and along the way he had a stopover in Philadelphia and he ate a Philly. So we'll talk about those two things, and Michael will also deliver this week's food news. So I hope you enjoy the show, and as always, thank you for listening. Have a great week. Hey, everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, and I am here with my good friend, Michael Molinari, who uh, you can't see this if you're not seeing the video or the photo. He's out in the middle of the woods. How you doing, Micah? I'm good. I just figured it was a beautiful, crisp morning here in Asheville. It's a beautiful morning. Apparently, we're going to get snow soon, so that's Ooh. fun. Uh, so I thought I'd take advantage. As a matter of fact, is the is the wind distracting? Can you hear the wind? I cannot, but I have screaming tinnitus in both ears, and or tinnitus if you prefer. Doctor told me you can say it either way, but um, fantastic. Uh, I hear the wind in my ears constantly, along with a bunch of other noises like the howling of orcs and what screeching of banshees and the blaring of the clarion and it's a nightmare that, that sounds terrifying it's it's a freaking nightmare <laughs> but let me tell everybody and this is like a weird digression um i recently discovered something called cognitive behavioral therapy and it has helped me to deal with my tinnitus a lot and so people can look it up on youtube i watched one hour and a half long video and it improved the quality of my life by 50% in terms of my No time. way. Yeah. And it's all of... What, is, what, is, what do you do? What is it? It's Jedi mind tricks. It's like, it's yeah. this idea that you can get used to anything if you're not focused on it all the time. Like, the example I use is the people in wow. Canton, they can't smell the paper factory. Right? Okay, right. And so, um, and people from Western North Carolina will get that reference. And anybody who's ever been to Canton will get that reference. And anyone who's been near a paper factory will get it. You get, it's a horrible smell. And you well, get I, Personally, I've never even, when I went to Canton, I was like, is this real? Like, I, I didn't even, I didn't even, like, I've never seen, I've been to cities, bro. And I've never seen a city like that in my entire life. Yeah. Where it's just like a little downtown built around this monstrous industrial behemoth. Yeah. It's so odd. It's a strange encounter for sure. Like the downtown precedes the paper mill, um, or at least the current iteration of it. I'm not sure. I didn't know but that. Interesting. Downtown is old, like made out of bricks and stuff. And there's some cute little spaces down there that you, there my is. mind is like, ooh, this would be a great restaurant. But you absolutely cannot have a restaurant in Canton that you expect anybody who doesn't live in Canton to come to. But we love Canton, and you know what they say out there. That's the smell of money. And so, uh, um, you know, like, but I just bring it up. I'm, I'm not, I'm literally not trying to hate on Canton. It's a, a really cute little town, and that is how they, you know, I use paper, so thank you, Canton. 
Um, and so, but uh, you can get used to anything. So that's what I brought it up for, for the tinnitus. It's called cognitive behavioral therapy. And I recommend people Google it and research it if you're suffering from tinnitus. Wow. All right. Public service announcement from Stu Helm. Yeah, yeah, seriously. All right, Michael, let's talk about food. I heard I like food. that you ate yeah. buffalo wings in Buffalo. And hold, hold, hold the presses. You also yep. ate Philly in Philadelphia. Are these rumors true? You see, they are. Um, I, was, uh, I, I popped up to Buffalo to see my daughter who lives up there. Um, and, uh, while I'm in Buffalo, I do enjoy the, uh, local cuisine. Uh, matter of fact, I brought home in my suitcase, uh, six everything bagels from a, uh, you know, like a famous little bagel spot in Buffalo. Um, and, uh, you know, I, so here's the thing. I don't know because my friends got them for me and I was like, listen, I want to bring home bagels like legit New York water bagels. And they said, we know just the place. We're going to pick up a half dozen for you and send you home. And you know what? In, in my mind, stuff like that, you know, ignorance is bliss. Um, I'm good with not knowing the name of the place. I will look it up if that's, you know, if, if that's important, because obviously there's going to be a slew of people listening to this that are going to go to Buffalo immediately because it's such a great town. Um, and and, and, yeah, and all of our listeners who live in Buffalo currently are going to be like, what is... Exactly. We go where Micah goes. We don't exactly. know anything about where to find bagels in our... So there's a lot of public service going on on this episode. So I do have a statement on Buffalo Wings, though. And it's... Uh, this would be controversial if... We we were, you know, big in Buffalo, um, I'm sure. Um, but I, I do enjoy myself some wings, man. And I've had wings on, you know, probably in every corner of this country, like literally from Southern California to Maine to New York, you know, Florida, whatever. Okay. And... I was presented, and unfortunately, now that I know that we have these conversations on the regular, I will start documenting the name of said establishments, but I did not document the name of said establishment. Um, the, uh, my friends up there were like, oh, you've got to try the buffalo wings from blah, blah, blah. That's the name. Blah, blah, blah. I'm name a restaurant, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Just to get all the free publicity from people who can't remember what what they're exactly exactly and you know what they were friggin buffalo wings stew that's my controversial statement like okay i i will i will think him buffalo wings i, I <laughs> will know, like, i will admit something special yeah well I'm i will some. admit for some reason there is pizza in new york that you you literally can't find anywhere else like yeah. there is right i've had it there are tacos in Los Angeles that I just have never had before. There's, you know, uh, Phillies in Philly is a little bit of a different thing. Italian, I'll tell you one of them, uh, the, the, an Italian beef that I had in Chicago. It, it's been hard for me to find anything that is comparable. However, Buffalo wings, I think in its simplicity, right, mm -hmm. is easily 
I don't want to say like copied, but yeah. Replicated. Right. Yeah, it really is, man. And so like I've had some great Buffalo wings here in Asheville, which are as good as any Buffalo wings I've ever had in Buffalo. So anyway, my point is just because Buffalo, uh, you know, concepted the Buffalo wing doesn't mean that they hold kind of like a patent on, oh, the best Buffalo wings are in Buffalo. That's just not a true statement, no. unfortunately. So well, that, is my, that is my controversial statement about Buffalo wings in Buffalo. <laughs> I'm going to say, being somebody who's not from Buffalo, that that's not controversial at all. No. And Buffalo the Philly I had in Philly sucked. Oh, we'll get back to that in a second because that's a controversial statement. A- anytime you say the word Philly, it's automatically – controversial yeah, true uh, true true story let me just say that yeah buffalo wings we discussed this last time you were on they have like three ingredients like yeah butter, tabasco sauce and black pepper like it. come on and so it's all about how much of each and how the quality of the wings and how long you cook them and how well you cook them and how they look on the plate and blah 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 and you can do it anywhere. So, and that's not like a slag on Buffalo because that's their great contribution to the world is like we in the hard times and like we told the apocryphal story last time of the winter storm that kept everybody trapped inside the bar. That's all they had to eat. La di da. So, you know, they have a legend and a food item named after them. And there's like a chain restaurant called Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, <laughs> yep. They're, uh, they achieved greatness beyond, I would say even beyond, here, here we go straight into controversy, beyond the Philly. The Philly has. Yeah, that's true. Because Buffalo Wings level, are, certain, yeah, yeah. The level of popularity or renown that the buffalo wing has so congratulations buffalo wings are culinary city in the world exactly there's they're served in almost every barry grilly restaurant in the country yes so you're right on the money with that so let's talk about your philly all right but i have to yeah i have to preface with it was an airport philly oh my god however how however yes um, one of the fun things about uh, traveling around the country uh, that that I found is that the airports do provide a, you know, a decent representation of the cuisine of that area. Like, I'll give you an example. Charlotte has some pretty killer barbecue joints. You know, um, uh, L.A. has L.A.X. has literally like a, a Kogi. Is it Kogi or yeah, I think. Oh my god, I forgot the name. Anyway, they, they have like a famous Korean taco truck, okay. right? Um, I think it's Kogi. Um, Sonia, can you hear me? <laughs> Never mind. Um, and they literally have a truck inside the terminal. They have okay. a food truck yeah, in wow. the terminal. That's so cool! Come on, shooting man. out these tacos, and bro, they're the best freaking Korean tacos like ever. So. I do find that, and okay, giving you another example, MIA has a great Cuban restaurant, you know, like Miami International. So I just figured, hey, the Philadelphia airport's going to have a freaking killer Philly. And I went to their little food court, and there was like this famous, 
you know, uh, sandwich shop that had famous beef sandwiches and fillies and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, perfect. Um, and God, I tell you, man, I have to start writing down these names. Um, and, uh, and I, I got the Philly cheesesteak, you know, I like your provolone. We've had that conversation and it was, there is one word that will simply describe the experience and it is underwhelming. Underwhelming. All right. Well, you know, you, you explained yourself quite well. We'll let you off the hook. Um, and I agree. I, I often look forward to trying the airport food when I travel. and It's not sure. hard, you know. Um, but I've had some killer crab cakes in, like, Maryland? Like, no, it was, like, in South Carolina or someplace. I forget. Like, it would have oh. to be an airport around here because it's the only reason we'd be there. Um, but, uh, yeah, but so your Philly experience was disappointing. And that's and there's people all over Philadelphia listening to our show right now, just throwing, <laughs> throwing their radios out the window and in a rage state that you would even bring up an airport Philly and they're and they're gonna write you cards and letters of complaint, Micah. So get ready for the flood. Well, here, I'll let me just pile on one more thing then okay. in that case. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to my friends that are up in, uh, up in Buffalo and I'm like, so what is, you know, besides Buffalo wings, like what is, what is Buffalo famous for? And they're like, Oh, have you tried sponge candy? And I'm like, no, I've never even heard of sponge candy. They're like, Oh, you have to try sponge candy. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, bring it on, man. I, I, I love trying new things. And so they got uh, a bag of sponge candy and um so you know that foam insulation that's in a can you spray out like the foam insulation and it turns yes. into this like yeah um, it's called it not only pack. it not only looked like that yes but it tasted like that too now come on i've had sponge candy i grew up eating sponge candy <laughs> Stu, it's, it's horrible it melts away on your tongue it just goes yes it melts away <laughs> on your tongue and it's basically just burnt sugar whipped into a froth and then it it's like foam. What's that? It's hard foam. It's hard foam. It is. You whip the burnt sugar into a foaming froth, and then it hardens that way. And there you have sponge candy. And I'm going to say, Buffalo, I don't know that you invented sponge candy. <laughs> I grew up in and around Boston, and we ate that all the time. So maybe Boston sponge candy is just, you know, superior. I'm, of course... Of course, name me any way that Buffalo is superior to Boston. Oh, I miss Boston. I do too. It it got too fancy for my pants, though. I I couldn't afford it anymore. That's why. That's the main reason I moved to Chicago and started living there. Is Boston was like, yeah, it's thirty dollars a foot <laughs> to live yeah. in this town. I know. <laughs> and I was like, off to Chicago. Where I ate like rice and beans for a long time and then started eating great food. That's the city that I kind of became a quote unquote foodie in. Yeah. I don't term too much, but it's um, a great city to do it in. Yeah. You got you got your you got your people's food, right? Like all kinds of great food for the people. And then at the time there were like really fancy cutting edge restaurants starting to open up around uh, Chicago. So I had a couple of experiences at those while also eating 
pizza, but not Chicago style pizza, which I'm not a huge fan of. I used to go to, sorry, Chicago. I used to go to Rick oh. Nielsen's pizza place. You know, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick. He owns. A pizza uh, I, I I did not know he had a pizza place. Owns a pizza place, and it's called Peace. P I E C E. And uh, it's New York style pizza. <laughs> and it's awesome. I loved it. And his guitars are hanging on the wall and everything. I don't know if it's still around. I haven't lived in Chicago in, in about 50 or 60 years. Uh, 50 and 60 years? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Like, uh, yeah. Approaching 80 years since I lived anywhere besides Asheville. Um, um, Chicago's got some amazing food, man. That's, that's, woof. Yeah, I can't hardly remember the name of any restaurant I ate there anymore, except for Peace. And gosh, I guess if I if I struggled, I could. But what would be the point of that? They're probably not even open. I, I do want to talk about a, a taco experience I had here in Asheville, though, Micah. I'd love to hear about this taco experience. So I went to El Gallo. I think you and I talked about El Gallo a little bit we, last We time. did. Yeah. Yep. So you know how I, I thought – Celebrity chef Eric Rappert had bought El Gallo. Turns out local chef Mike Rappert bought El Gallo. Uh, but I, I went, I, I had a taco and it was great, but I got it to go a couple of weeks ago. And it, by the time I got it home, it didn't look great. So I didn't take a picture to share. I just took a picture of the bag and shared that. Um, <laughs> but then I went back and I ate in so I could get the plating and everything. And I had two tacos and they were both great. One was the pork pastor. But one was a really special taco that I'm recommending to everybody in Asheville, and that it was called the Case of Birria. It's like queso and, and then birria. Or, I wrote it down, Mike. I don't want to spell it because that's boring, but let's do it anyways. It's Q-U-E-S-A-B-I-R-I-A, Case of Birria. Okay, yeah, you have my attention. What is in this? It's beef. It's like braised beef, so really tender beef. And then you kind of got to see the picture. Maybe not. Maybe I can describe it. I'm a professional food describer after all, Micah. I'm on the spot. It is just a taco that's put on the grill after it's assembled. And so it's like grilled on the outside and the juices kind of seep out of it. And the cheese kind of seeps out of it a little bit. And the cheese gets grilled a little bit. So it's a little bit of crunchy cheese on the edge. And it can it gets kind of you know it's sort of stewed in its own juices for a little bit on top of the grill it gets a little crispy on the outside sounds incredible it's awesome man like i had and you had this a day later what's that you had this a day later like a day after my first taco experience oh no no wait you had one fresh you're saying i thought you said you brought this home fresh fresh okay 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 okay. the first taco i had i brought it home and I ate it as soon as I got home, but it had already it. like fallen apart. Like, got it. It just it, it was great once I ate it, but it wasn't picture worthy, and I didn't want to represent the first thing I got from this new place with a crappy picture, you know. And just felt like that wouldn't be fair. So where me. are they exactly? They're located right on College Street and Rankin Avenue, right where uh, Table used to be. God, that's right. Yep. The cool. table moved over to where. Bobo used to be for old timers. Um, yeah, and then it was like a Caribbean or a. Yes, it was called Calypso. Calypso, right? That's and right. it was also called Lex 18 for a little bit. Yep, yep. Um, so Table is over there now. And then El Gallo 
was owned by Chef Jacob Sessoms, who owns Table, but then right. he sold it to Chef Mike Rapper, who is from Blackbird. So, whoo, Micah, it's like trying to trace back the the lineage of the two doors or something. Like, dude, it sounds like a really good taco. What what would you say? I'm not not to. You know. <laughs> My joke about the Tudors felt totally flat. Oh, I'm sorry. Just whatever, dude. I'll, I'll not, save my medieval English humor for other co-hosts. I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. yeah. that, one went, that one went right over my head, man. Okay. Um, I apologize. Let's talk about tacos. You were about well, I was going to ask, I was gonna ask you, where's your favorite taco place in town? Um, I don't have one, to be honest with you. Uh, the standard answer across town is Taqueria Munoz. I sure. refuse to give standard answers. Um, yep. And I, I went to Taqueria Munoz. I think I might have ordered the wrong tacos because I wasn't, like, super impressed. Like, they were yeah. good, but I wasn't, like, mind blown, right. head and shoulders above everything else. Um, so, and I do like tacos. My current favorite taco in town is this quesadilla. Like, I had a similar taco in – Portland when I was out there and it was called, it was done something like the, it was named after a region in Mexico and was supposedly how they eat them in that region. And it was on the grill just like that. And the juices all came out. And so I was like, man, I hope somebody in Asheville does that. And now somebody right downtown is doing something very similar, if not exactly the same with a different name. So that's my current favorite taco in town. Now, yeah, I got I got to try it now. Where's your favorite taco place? So, you know, uh, Taco Munoz is 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 fantastic, I feel. Um there's in Fletcher there's a little on Hendersonville Road. Um there's a little red truck. I've posted about it a long time ago that when the first time I went there I was kind of blown away. Um just like authentic Mexican style tacos. And the second time I went you know, I was less blown away. So I don't know what happened there. Um, but every time I think about Asheville and tacos, the one thing that comes to mind consistently is breakfast tacos. Oh, where do you get those? Is oh, my God, dude. Taco Billy. Oh, Taco Billy. They do have a nice line of breakfast tacos. Oh, I mean, their breakfast tacos over there. They every you know, everything is a play on Billy. So I think one is called the Billy Ocean. One is. Called yeah, the Billy Jean, yeah. um, Billy Holiday, yeah. But they wild shells. Like I think one of their shells is like a sweet potato shell. It's plantain. They have a plantain. They have a plantain. Though they have a sweet potato one too. Yeah, that's right. Oh, they do. do have they? A plantain. Oh, yeah. oh, they absolutely do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. Um, dude, their breakfast tacos are just out of the war, out of this world. And I know they're not traditional like Mexican tacos, but yeah. I mean, whenever I get whenever I get to that little area, Hole and Taco Billy are like a must. Oh yeah, Hole! Oh my God, so I good. Um, as long as we're talking about non-traditional tacos, I'll give a shout out to the cheese steak. Let's not call it the Philly taco at uh, White Duck Taco. They do a a cheese steak taco that's really tasty, and I ordered it one time on a whim, thinking, "Oh, this is going to be such trash," and it was like. <laughs> 
five bites of deliciousness. You know, their tacos are a reasonable size at a reasonable price, so you can kind of mix and match them up a little bit. So I like right. that. Um, well, the best, the best taco I've ever had in Asheville does not exist anymore. Oh no! Uh, it was from AVL Taco, but not the truck at Rabbit Rabbit. The the drive through that used okay. to be in North Asheville. It was a special. It was a spicy buffalo cauliflower taco. I ordered it on a whim. It, it, it's not even something I would normally eat. I was just like, you know, this is so wild. I have to try it. I'm telling you, dude, that was one of the best tacos I've ever had in my life. Non-traditional, obviously. Yeah. But I'm so pissed that I will most likely never have that experience again. End of story. End of story. Yeah. I often talk about foods that we think about that we'll never eat again. There's a, there's a lobster sandwich from Boston that like I'll be on my deathbed saying, Oh, remember that sandwich? Um, it was incredible. It had, had cornbread all chopped up on the grill in butter. Oh, oh my God. It was a huge sandwich. It ended up like, this was in the eighties. It cost like $15 or something, which was an outrageous price for a sandwich in the eighties. And I was an art student at the time and I used to like save my money to get this sando and man, oh man, Mishevitz, it was so good. I'm still talking about it. I'm telling 30 years you, later. 30 years, at least 30 years later. Yes. I'm leaning wow. forward. Um, Mike, I just want to talk about this fancy dinner I had at Cultura. Please. Oh my God. You got, there's this series of dinners. I think you would enjoy them. You, sh you should go. Um, it's, uh, they're all like to raise money and awareness for charity and what they do so much of that at Cultura. Chef Eric Morris is like super into community and stuff. And this, they have a woman named Rachel who does all their fundraising and stuff. And she's awesome. Uh, and so they invite me to these fancy dinners and, uh, they're eight course. This last one was eight courses. Wow. And there were three desserts. <laughs> what yeah and uh one was in a little shiny gold box to take home a macaron and i really uh, i love that when i host fancy dinners myself i try to send everybody home with something either a trinket or something. that's interesting i like that what's that i like that that's interesting i never thought about that like go home with something yeah it's a way to sort of keep in their mind even the next day and stuff and especially if you give them a trinket they'll always like look at that trinket and remember that dinner you know um smart and so uh yeah this dinner was it featured another chef that's part of the deal like these special dinners feature other chefs and it's part the dinner series is called cultivated community and um because all of the food and beer and wine at cultura has been uh, through a uh, cultivation process, like they have a fermenting room and stuff like that. And huh. Everything, like just about everything on the menu has gone through some sort of fermenting process. Um, and so, but this dinner featured Chef Jonathan Pridgen, who is the charcuterie chef from Kudate. And uh, it was phenomenal, man. It was obviously a very meat heavy dinner with. Uh, okay. It featured one pig, a red wattle pig from, ah, crap, I'm spacing out on the 
farm name of the farm right now it's a special kind of pig and it tastes really good <laughs> sorry if there's any pigs listening um but uh so the whole deal is like when they buy one of these pigs from a local farm they use every little bit of it you know like there ain't no waste at all and so sure. there was like liver moose and uh lardo and stuff like that involved and things that normally might be like that's a little tough to get down me you know like oh my god they served like two slices of liver moose that were like the size of a piece of cheesecake or something not tall like a one layer cheesecake to oh like on the plate to me to everybody everybody got two of these slices and it was like so good i crushed it man and I, I don't know if i've ever eaten that much liver mousse in my life but it tasted like it was almost like a savory dessert it was so creamy and it had a a, a glaze on top that was made out of fruit so it was like the sweetness with the savory and Wow, that sounds incredible. Oh, good. And the, the night started off in a little cup of what looked like Slim Jims. And they called them Snack Salamis, which I think Snack Salami might be the name of my next punk rock band. But um, <laughs> these little uh, Slim Jims, and the, it reminded me of a meme I saw that the, when they get that fancy, they should be called Slender James. Um, Slender James, fantastic. Slender, Slender James is, was very delicious. And then, but there was pork and like a big old piece of pork and in a jus, you know, and ah, mind blowing. I go to a lot of these types of dinners, right? These multiple course dinners where there's five to eight courses. And you go in with the mindset that there's going to be some stuff that you don't like uh, and that's on you. And you even go in with the mindset that some stuff's not going to be good which is on them. Uh, but this one was like every bite of every dish was so good, like plate scraper good, that I crushed it all, including both of the desserts that were served. And one of them was a panna cotta with um, oh. apple, apple gelati, or I, um, I forget what the word is, um, gr- granati, apple granati, okay. which is just like shaved ice almost. You just freeze right. apples and then you ice them up. Um, and man, the panna cotta was some of the best I've ever had, Mike. It was. When do they run these dinners? <laughs> um, as far as I know, Cultura itself is open every Friday and Saturday, so you can go in and have this kind of food. Oh, uh, you could just uh, do it. What's that? It's like a it's it's just it's an option on the menu. It's like a chef's like I'm not like chef's dinner. I have to admit I'm kind of ignorant about what's going on with their regular schedule at Cultura. Like these are specific dinners that you have to like follow them on Facebook to find out. Got it. Got it. Got it. Go to their website to see when the next one is and buy a ticket. They're ticketed and they're got it. They're pretty exclusive, man. Like the the buttons the. Chef Katie Button was like sitting a few tables over from me and I myself was sitting with Shay Brown. Um, so it was like the hobnob elite people of Asheville. I mean, right. I'm, I'm being uh, somewhat facetious because, you know, Katie and I are friends. It's not like a celebrity sighting to me. Are, aren't you, aren't you one of those uh, stuffy hobnob uh, Asheville celebrities there, Stu? Absolutely. 100%. Okay, just checking. Sir. Just checking. You, you got it. Yeah. That's just checking. 
Yep. 100%. That's why I get invited to these things, to class them up a little bit. Exactly. That's yeah. the first thing that, that popped into my head. So, Micah, yeah, I know I rambled a lot about that dinner, and I could ramble a lot more. Oh, it sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. It was like an apple fritter with some whipped cream on top, and I was like, oh, I can't. There's no way. I'll just take a little bite so I know what it tastes like. I crushed it. <laughs> I was like, God. Yeah. You're so, making me hungry. Where do you want to eat? Uh, you know, if I had my choice, I would get some, and I know this is crazy, some Rockies wings today. Oh, why is that crazy? There's nothing crazy. Because I just came from Buffalo, and I want one of my hometown favorites. That's why. Well, that's, that's just lovely, because support local, I say. Where are you eating today? I'm not sure. I'm kind of waiting for my guy, Patty Riles, to get back to me so that I can uh, see if he wants to grab lunch somewhere. Talk about nice. tours. Talking about food tours, man. I'm gonna I gotta go on one. I gotta go on one of your food tours, man. I, I've been wanting to do that forever. I still never did it. That would be fun. You gotta come on a food tour. Well, I know. I'm, I I'm hoping to have three tours available every week. So, and I'm nice. hoping that a couple of them might be more like a larger uh, capacity tour. So, we'll get you on a tour anytime. I'd love to join. Anytime you want to come on a tour? You just tell me. Awesome, dude. I love it. All right, Michael. Well, uh, thanks for coming on with me. We'll call this segment Chit Chat. Chit Chat. Chit Chat. Morning Chit Chat. <laughs> um, the, the, the morning zoo wouldn't be nearly as fun without you. <laughs> well, it's, it's, always, it's always awesome to do this, man. Sorry, I'm a little uh, under energy today. I'm just feeling a little jet lag. You know, that Buffalo to Asheville flight woof, really gets you. Yeah. Is it cold up there? <laughs> Same as here. Nothing crazy. Okay, all right. Because it gets it's ass cold up there. Oh yeah, it gets bad. Like two feet of snow, bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like mm -hmm. your your boogers freeze and your mustache bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All, all right. right. Uh, well, thanks again. And thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Enjoy your day. Sounds good. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, and I am back with my good friend Micah Molinari here for the food news. And Micah, do you have a theme song this week? That, that's the question that's always burning on my mind. Well, um, actually, it's funny that you bring this up because I did get a, uh, a cease and desist by the Temptations this week um, because the, the doo-wop tune of the Food News intro was uh, note by note too similar to one of their songs from back in the 60s. So I got a cease and desist letter. So unfortunately, I will not be able to do that song again. Okay. Um, but, but you'll be happy to know, I do have a new Food News song. Oh, well, terrific. You seem to be able to bang these out in the studio with uh, professional musicians behind you and some of the most Absolutely. famous. All right, Absolutely. well, lay it on us, brother. Okay, um, so yeah, before we get into food news, uh, introduce, now listen, I, I, I will tell you that this, this version of the food news song uh, definitely has some, you know, uh, let's say hints or inspirations from classical compositions that you might have heard, but I guarantee you it is a complete original 
and you really, even though it might sound familiar, you haven't heard anything like this before. So um, let me let me say just up front, please, nobody send me cease and desist letters as I've been just getting them constantly this last few uh, months since I've been doing this with you. Well, I, I haven't been this excited about the release of a piece of music. Yeah, I know. Since I bought that Wu-Tang Clan record. And you, you're the one who bought the one record? Yeah, you know, I bought, not the one everybody knows about, a different one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Just, but I am oh, excited. Is that, is that the Food Tang Clan? Is that the one that you bought? The, the Food Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Latest song <laughs> on us, Micah. All right, guys, let me just hit play here. Food news, food news. Excellent. Party time. What a little, 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 little. <laughs> oh, all right. We'll just let that sit right there. And we will lay, wait for the cards and letters to come that's in. Smart. That's smart. Let's just do that. Yeah. And call, you can call in with your complaints. Yes. And, uh, and um, I'm just going to change my name to Dad Jokes. <laughs> all right, Mike. I got, I got some food news for you, Stu. What's in the news? All right, man. You know uh, we like to blast events um here on uh Stu and micah's morning monkey bonanza um mm. and uh you know we we do know that every tuesday this month over at the auditorium is this amazing pop-up uh that just had their uh, debut called uh, puke have you heard of this yeah mike uh, that's i i was there that's my pop-up. I don't want to talk about my pop-up on the food news. It's too self-serving, Micah. Oh, it's you're right. Last you know, that's, so, you're right. That's, that's right. I mean, uh, um, we had the puke pop-up, yes, and it happens every Tuesday for the rest of the month. And I'll, okay, I'll all right, listen, Jeff stop. And Hester at the auditorium. So people... Now, that's, now you're just pandering to yourself, so please stop. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed, incredibly embarrassed right now. Right. Uh, and don't forget, it's every Tuesday for dinner this month at the auditorium in West Asheville. Is that, is that correct? And the food is amazingly good. Hey, and hey, I'm hey, cut, cut it, cut it, cut it out, dude. And, and the auditorium Stop. is a beautiful place. Okay. All right. That's enough. All right. I wasn't, I didn't bring this up to talk about your event, Stu. I brought this up to talk about uh, Ivory Road Cafe and Kitchen putting together something called the Fall Harvest Revival. By the way, shame on me. I didn't even know Ivory Road Cafe and Kitchen. You know what? No, forget that. Shame on their marketing. I didn't even know the Ivory Road Cafe and Kitchen existed. And it's literally like five minutes away from my house. And their food looks incredible. They're a bakery and cafe uh, in Arden. Um, just north of the airport, and the place looks like incredible, kind of near the uh, the uh, arboretum. Anyway, they're putting together on November the thirteenth at the High Vista Clubhouse something called the Far Fall Harvest Revival. They're bringing five chefs together, um, most of them local, some of them from out of town. Uh, you know Paul G. Crescent, right? He's a, a good friend of the shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's gonna, he's going to be in there doing the third course of this uh, five course meal. So five chefs. Five courses with an optional wine pairing. Uh, tickets are on sale on the Ivory Road Cafe and Kitchen website. It's $75 per plate, but with these dinners, that is well worth it considering uh, some of the, uh, the, the entries here that you will be dining on that night, uh, including uh, a 
Vendel Farm pork shoulder, offal sausage, and Joyce Farm chicken thigh Creole gumbo served with uh, jasmine rice, a smoked winter squash and sweet potato soube. I think that's how you say it. Roasted. If you, you know what? I'm just going to say this. If you want to eat food that you can't pronounce, go to this event. Okay. And I, the, I, I can't believe that you haven't seen the Ivory Road Cafe just driving up and down the major thoroughfare that they're right on. Um, even I'm aware of this place. It's nowhere near where I live. And the food is really great. Uh, Chef Jill, I uh, knew her by her maiden name. I can't remember her married name. So we'll just call her Chef Jill. Uh, she is awesome. Uh, like really nice person for one thing. And so, yeah, that's an exciting event. And people should look around for events happening this fall. You got all your seasonal menus, all your fall yeah, seasonal food. And so the, the seated events, the ticketed events are going to have, I think, really great food. There's going to be a lot of meat involved this time of year. And there's like more yeah. than usual and a lot of fat involved because it's like getting into wintertime. And of course, and you, you have to squash. Up. You have to stock up, right? You got to stock up on fat because, you know, right, right. here in exactly. the, you know, Paleolithic era. You yeah, know, that's, we have, we that's have where I went. at home now, but we still eat fat in the winter. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind, I think that's where I went wrong in life because all I've been doing for the last 40 years is stacking up on fat for the winter. <laughs> and I never stopped. And I think that's what got me to this point today. Oh. So I might have to rethink that strategy. Micah, you just rethink your branding, speaking of branding, um, and call it um, preparing for the end times. Oh, that's, yeah, no, that's good. I bet you I could outlive most of you skinny little twigs. That's a good point. Unless you turn on me and eat me, then you will survive for a very long, this, this took a dark turn. I apologize. Well, I was just imagining like little thing like me, you just put me on a skewer and I'd be like a little <laughs> pincho, just a pincho for I'm you. I'm going to put you on a rotisserie. There we go. That's, I, when the end times come, Micah, I'm not one of these people that's going to be fighting to survive. Right. I'll be like, oh, did somebody say end? All right. Done. All right. Who's got the hot sauce? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. This, I'm not here to survive the end times. I'm here to be one of the people that leaves immediately. Oh, done. Stupid. So the, there is there is not not to not to completely pivot off of that. But there is one course here that I personally would stay away. Like I, I just would sit, pass on dessert. And that's my favorite out of all. Not, you know what? I, I'm a meat and potatoes guy, but I do love a good dessert. God, the Sapin Sapin from Wild Ginger is one of my favorite things on the planet. And I went there yesterday. And oh, it's fantastic. Out. I nominated uh, I it for an award. Um, so their dessert is a pig's blood Mexican chocolate mousse at this event. I would pass on that. Not hot on eating pig's blood, but other people might find that a thing. I'd eat that. I'd yeah, eat of course you would. Heck out of some blood. Blood, blood sausage, black pudding, that kind of stuff. Gim. Okay, just getting a little nauseous here. Let's move on. Come on, anyway, man. It's, it's still Halloween. I know it's the beginning of November, but we get to eat our blood and guts uh, all year round up here in Asheville. I love anyway, it. with that being said, puke every Tuesday night at the auditorium <laughs> in West Asheville. Um, oh, one of my friends actually had a... Uh, he came to eat a puke and he got a piece of food lodged in his throat and he did actually have to force himself to puke it up. 
in the bathroom and he was like hey i can write your first review you want to talk about marketing that's yeah. what you should go front and center with uh, when you're it's, when you're, gonna cut you're advertising his, for next week yeah i'm gonna cut and paste his text to me about it <laughs> and fantastic. use it to market it next week oh my god all a right guy, a guy actually wrote to the venue like auditorium through facebook just on a facebook comment and it was like yeah. i don't want to tell you how to run your business but um this isn't a good idea yeah naming naming your he kind of missed the concept that it was a pop-up he was like naming your <laughs> restaurant puke might not be a, a great idea I you know what like, i say to that's that it's really funny i say to each their own you that's know right saying? hey it's uh, not even a real restaurant and people already love it so Exactly. How did we get back to talking about your pop-up? Dude, enough. I'm, I can't resist. Like, uh, I'm just Stop a self, it. So selfish, selfish person. I'm sure there's other so, news happening. Michael, we there have is. There is. We got about uh, 10 are you minutes. Familiar? Oh, sorry. Are you familiar with Bear Steakhouse Barbecue? Oh, sorry. Steakhouse. What am smoking? I think I want a steak. Uh, Bear Smokehouse Barbecue on the South Slope. Are you familiar? Big old black bus just sitting there slinging out barbecue. Yes, I am. Very familiar. Well, I'm they're doing this. What's that? I have a VIP card. Oh, nice. Good for yeah. you. Congratulations. I don't know what Maybe that one. means. Um, well, they're doing this new thing. I've never actually heard of this. They are, you can now dine officially today, apparently. You can now dine inside of doors. Now, I don't <laughs> know what that means. And I've never seen anything like it because to me, a door is just kind of like a, like a flat thing. So I, I don't know how they're doing this, but I, I would go just to check out. You can now dine inside of doors at Bear Barbecue in the South Slope. What do you think about that, Stu? Does their signage say that? Where are you getting this weird wording from, my friend? Does their signage say dining inside of doors now? I just no, thought it, it said, said indoor dining. Yeah, it says indoor dining. So you're dining inside of doors. Well, your feigned ignorance aside, my friend, we've been expecting this from Bears Barbecue for a long time. They did buy a plot of land that had a building on it, and they put a truck next to it, and they said, coming soon, indoor dining. And I think we, we can... if. People who don't understand what indoor dining is, I suggest a little Google action and clear that right up for you. It, it means in, inside a building. Micah, you look as confused as ever. Uh, I agree to disagree. Uh, <laughs> dine inside of doors now at Bear Smokehouse Barbecue on the South Slope. Uh, Stu, moving along, I got two more things for you. Um, okay. Do you know the difference between bubble tea or, uh, sorry, in the world of tea, do you know the difference between bubble and boba? Gosh, I have to admit that I do not. You know what? I did not as well as of 10 minutes ago until this amazing invention called Google gave me the answer. Would yeah. you like to know, sir? Absolutely. I have recently suggested this same Google. Yeah, no, I, uh, the, the one that you, for the Bears, bar, yeah. Um, so there's a new food truck that is debuting today, a soft opening uh, in uh, a residential area in Arden called the Bluebird Bubble Tea Company. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen. Okay. It's basically a short bus, right? Okay. 
that they painted blue. Okay. And made it into a bubble tea food truck. All right. Uh, all homemade brews. And the difference, now that I've teased you long enough, the difference between bubble and boba is bubble tea is the name of the drink. Boba are the tiny tapioca bubbles that you find inside of bubble tea. Okay, that's an interesting I'm here. To, I'm here to teach as yeah. well as deliver, Stu. <laughs> Don't have to get belligerent about it, bro. I'm all about a little education during the food news. <laughs> <laughs> anyway step check off, out Micah. blue step off <laughs> bluebirdbubbletea.com bluebirdbubbletea.com to find out where they will be next and get yourself some fresh bubble tea slung out of a blue short bus bubble tea which has boba in it dude you got it i have i now have a degree in boba uh, this one, this last one is a short tease, and then I know I'm going to pass it to you, sir, for our last food news item. Um, so Pomodoro's Cafe, uh, the one that was left in South Asheville, are you familiar with it? It was like a Greek-Italian restaurant? Yeah, I know about it. I, I never ate there, actually. Uh, you know, I did uh, about a dozen times just amazing moussaka. I'm just, I love, I moussaka, love moussaka, period. Oh, and they're they're. I mean, seemingly one of the uh, one of the only restaurants that that did it does it anyway. They're closed, which is sad. Um, yeah. But the the owners, but it, you know, you, they were they they were doing okay. The owners just kind of moved on, and that's part, part of life, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, news, breaking news, just out. I will have more for you in the future. But coming this December is a new restaurant in its place uh, on Long Shoals called Murasaki, which is a high end sushi restaurant which I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. Like, I, you know, oh, by the way, my fan mail has just been piling up. Like, I don't even, I can't even tell you. Um, but I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this. But Asheville is currently devoid of a high-end sushi restaurant. We have sushi. We have good sushi. We do not have a high-end sushi restaurant. So I have high expectations for this place. And the moment it opens, I will come back and report to you of my experience at Murasaki coming this December. Sir? Okay. All that's right. the news. Murasaki. I'm going to look yeah. that up. I'll look that up online. Well, that's Sounds a great good. piece of food news. Mike, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about the bubble tea truck either. So two new news items for me. That always makes me happy. And uh, those are both pretty exciting. Now, I'm not like Mr. Oh, i got to get some bubble tea. But I like bubble tea. If there's some available, I'll have some. And the tapioca is fun. And, the and we love local delicious. businesses. Yeah. Started by some local peeps. And, and Stu, I can't tell you the amount of hours that I spend on a weekly basis drudging through just an unholy amount of content to bring you, not our listeners, not your listeners, not your fans, you, news items here in the beautiful city of Asheville, North Carolina, that you are not familiar with. So I just want to let you know how much time and effort I put behind this seemingly uh, aloof charade of uppityness. Well, I, uh, I don't even know what m most of that means. Um, but uh, I do know for a fact that at least one of your news items was something I tagged you in this morning. 
Shut up, Stu. What's your news <laughs> item? <laughs> yeah, and you didn't even understand the context of dining inside of doors. So, uh, you know what? You not go back to that. You're oh, dumb. my Lord. The Wik- Wikipedia probably got a page about indoor dining and everything. Didn't uh, you have something you wanted to bring to the table, sir? I did. I had a very important piece of food news that I wanted to bring up on a more serious note. Please lay it um, on us. Every Tuesday at the auditorium during November (laughs) (laughs) is the puke pop-up. Fantastic. No, that's not the piece of news I wanted to bring up. I wanted to bring up uh, something something that is not serious, but a big piece of news for the food scene here in Asheville, and that is that the, the executive director of the Asheville Independent Restaurant Association, Jane Anderson, a good friend of mine, has decided to step down as the director. And she'll be there while they interview new candidates and look for a replacement. Although, you know, we don't want to use the word replacement because Jane's irreplaceable. And, right. um, and things have changed a lot. She said so in her resignation letter, you know, the dining world has changed. And she's, right. I, I'm going to just say, I wish somebody else had written Jane's resignation letter because it was kind of like self-effacing and stuff. And she's Aww. like, it needs new blood. And I don't, I, I don't know that it needs new blood, but she feels like it needs new people in there to do it the new way. And besides, she's been there nine years. That's a long wow. time. And that's, that's hasn't been her career her whole life, obviously. And uh, so she's, you know, like a lot of us, I think she's reassessing I had lunch with her and I think that she's sort of reassessing her priorities and how much time she wants to spend having fun and how much time she wants to spend working for other people. Right. And uh, Jane's a wonderful, wonderful person and a very hard worker. And she threw herself into that job like a hundred percent. And so I am sad that she won't be part of air anymore. I'm sure whoever they find a replacer will be great. And, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Jane at more social events and, and seeing her like having more fun <laughs> and doing <laughs> less work for other people. She's worked tirelessly to promote other people's businesses and to help other people run their restaurants. And the, the, the folks in this town, AIR, AIR is an owner's organization, not a worker's organization. So a lot of the restaurant workers don't really know Jane and might not realize how much she actually does for them through this organization. And she's a, she's just been a powerhouse behind this food scene. And one of the, one of the singular reasons why it's been as successful as it has been. So goodbye to Jane at Asheville Independent Restaurant Association, but hello to Jane up at a party every once in a while without having to hand out flyers or take tickets, which is what you typically see her at events doing those, doing work. So, yeah. You know, uh, Stu, that was a really um, fluffy, uh, you know, upbeat spin on what was really a dark situation, <laughs> considering the real reason that she stepped down. I mean, so what is you, that? Does it have something well, to do with I mean, pop up at the auditorium? <laughs> no, no, no. My insiders, no, 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 no. Nothing that's self-serving. God, you're worst. Um, I mean, personally, I heard that the reason that she's stepping down is because she was a major player in that controversy of who took the last cannoli. 
and she just couldn't take the heat anymore because all fingers were pointing towards her. And she just decided that it's best for her to step aside than bring all of this attention, you know, in a negative way to, uh, to air. So, okay. Well, you, you are the one who has the scoops and the deep the inside news. knowledge. And I will have to grill Jane about this cannoli because you will didn't even know about it. All right, Michael. Well, that is our time with the food news. You did a wonderful job. Thank uh, you. And uh, thanks for being with me. It's always great to be here. And I look forward to next week's food news. Always a surprise for me and always a pleasure. And <laughs> I don't know what else to say, my God. Uh, I'm going uh, to leave you. I'm going to leave you with one last parting sentiment. Hit um, me, and hit me I, quick. And then I implore you to end this segment immediately. Puke pop-up every Tuesday this month at the auditorium in West Asheville.